9 a.m. in New York, 4 p.m. in Johannesburg, and 9 p.m. in Bangkok. Welcome to the Expat Happy Hour. This is Sunday Shanderbean from sundaybean.com. I'm a solution-oriented coach and intercultural strategist for individuals and organizations. And I am on a mission to help you adapt and succeed in living abroad and get you through any life transition. Quick, what images pop in your head when I say the words estate planning? Someone elderly? Perhaps rich? Something for other people? Um, me too. <laughs> and that's exactly why we have to talk about it. Welcome to the third of a three-part series on tough questions expats love to avoid. Today we are joined by Ifoma Ibekwe to answer the question, do I need to have an estate plan? Now you might recall Last week, we talked about being repatriation ready, and the week prior, we said, whose career is it, yours, mine, or ours? Check those other episodes out, episode 253 and 252, if you miss them. All right, let's dive in to the tough question this week. Do I need to have an estate plan? To be honest, I don't even want to think about this question. <laughs> so it is exactly under the category of ones that... I love to avoid, but I learned so much in this interview, right? And I learned how avoiding this topic serves no one. So I can't wait to share it with you because I have a hunch you're going to learn as much as I did. So I'll tell you more about our guest in a second, but what she does is she helps challenge preconceptions that estate planning is for the rich or just the elderly. She breaks down what people think estate planning is versus what it actually is. She helps us understand why this topic is especially important for those who live abroad and perhaps most important, how estate planning is actually a huge act of love and a form of social justice. All right, let me tell you more about attorney Ify Ibikwe as we dive in. So Ify is a self-proclaimed estate planning attorney evangelist. <laughs> and she is all about intergenerational wealth transfer and legacy building with effective wills and trusts. She activates intentional women so they can take agency over their lives and build impactful legacies. Like how amazing is that? As a black businesswoman and attorney, she is not, as she says, your garden variety <laughs> estate planning attorney. She wishes to provide services to those who are um, in the area of law and have been historically ignored. So if it explains that being a unicorn, so to speak, does not mean she only serves people of color and just women, but it does mean that she actively seeks to serve this demographic. I personally have had the pleasure of engaging with Ify in other contexts, and I can attest to her brilliance, big heart, and sense of humor. So have a listen. Welcome to Expat Happy Hour, Ify. I'm so happy that you have joined me today. Sunday, I am so happy to be on your podcast. I cannot even begin to tell you. This is going to be good. So listeners, get ready. I have had the pleasure of watching Ify in action, and she's amazing. So really happy to have you here today. I have to be really honest, Ify. When I, when I heard what you did, there was like a, this, an, this immediate emotional reaction 
of, I don't know, maybe denial and defense. Like, I don't need that. And, oh, I don't want to do that. But a, a really deep knowing that it's something that all of us, especially people like me who are have kids and, you know, 40 plus need to, to talk about, right? Absolutely. Estate planning. But when, so I knew that. And then when I went to your website, everything changed for me because when I heard you talk and I saw what you were doing online, I realized I had this idea of estate planning is like people with colonial houses and super rich and fancy. Um, (laughs) But what you're talking about is estate planning is actually about passing on intergenerational wealth or security, right? Mm-hmm. Um, potentially supporting causes that mean the most to you, even after something were to happen and to create Absolutely. security for your family, right? Like these yes. are all amazing things. And suddenly when you framed it like that, I'm like, oh, this is something I should really pay attention to. And one of the most important parts, and I know we'll get into it, is healthcare agency, making decisions mm. about your health. So that other people don't have the authority to make them because you just chose not to. And that's independent of money, children, causes. It's you. Literally, it's about you. I don't, didn't even think about that in terms of part of estate planning. And right now during global pandemic, I can't think of anything more important to yes. organize, right? Yes. It's actually been very good for business. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> that's Well, but you're creating security for people, right? Yeah, absolutely. So tell me a little bit about how did you get to this place? Because that's not something I would ever think of when I was, you know, considering career options, estate planning. How did you get to do what you're doing? Yes. I love that you talk about the emotions that come up are resistance and denial. I also get people in my office who feel shame, embarrassment for not knowing, not understanding, having a lack of clarity. Um, trauma from dealing with a parent and Mm. the cleaning up of their estate. Mm. Um, I went to law school with the intention of becoming an education lawyer. So I wanted to work with students. I didn't even know what that meant. I just wanted to work in the school system, but not teach the children. Right. Mm -hmm. And do that type of law. So even when I was in law school and I'm learning about trust in estates, I'm like, what am I a Hilton? Who do Mm. I know? A a Rockefeller? Uh, How is this? (laughs) I don't know anyone that this is remotely related to. And so even as a student going through courses, taking the bar exam in this subject area, I was like, this is not for me. Mm. And I never thought that I would ever own, first of all, my own practice and that my practice would be in estate planning. So for the first 11 years, I did school law in various capacities. I did corporate, nonprofit, Um, contracts, business-related things, right? Mm -hmm. And then I ended up getting fired from my job after 10 years. Wow. At my current job, I kept my kids in on-site daycare. Part of the reason I'd stayed for so long is because I could bring my kids to work with me every day. And Mm -hmm. one of the mothers at that daycare asked me if I did wills because she worked at a financial planning firm And the lawyer that they were referring clients to was putting the wrong names on wills at the signings. Oh. And I was like, oh my gosh, I I can already do better than that. Not Mm. really knowing why, you know, (laughs) Mm -hmm. that area of law would be what I'd go to. That's how I started. Well, the thing, what's coming to me too, and um, when I think about a will, I, I am not right now thinking about 
that piece of paper and what it means. I'm thinking about my mom and dad just said mm -hmm. that they got their affairs in order. And yes. I'm, I'm outing one of my family members right now, but one of my family members was like, Oh my God, do not even tell me about that. And you know, tears, yeah. it's just like this idea of a will you're, you're not getting your legal affairs in order. You're confronting your mortality. Absolutely. And then someone's screwing up the names. Like this is a really vulnerable moment for people. Horrible. If you think about how horrible that would be, if I was at Sunday's will signing and I'm like, all right, Janet. So, and you're like, who's <laughs> Janet? You've gotten the nerve up, contacted mm -hmm. a lawyer, thought about the decisions of who would take your children if something happened to you and figure out your healthcare decisions. And then they can't get your name right. I mean, yeah. can you imagine the absolute shock and horror and distrust in the rest of the mm -hmm. document? So, right. I mean, that was the impetus for getting into the area, though. It's like, oh, okay, that guy's got a job. I can do better than that. <laughs> okay, so you decided, and what what I'm, so you decided to go further, and it sounds like it just um, snowballed from there. I need yeah. you to to talk to me like an eight year old because I glaze mm -hmm. over when anything is around like tax or legal or accounting. Yeah, like I I'm gone right. So please, and I know I'm not alone. I'm hoping I'm not alone. Can you tell us um, a little bit about estate planning? As I said, it often sounds like it's fancy or for wealthy people, but I know from you that it's not. Tell us more. What is the real point of estate planning? Just yeah. as my disclaimer, my lawyer disclaimer, I am an attorney in the United States. I know you have listeners all over the world. Okay. Mm -hmm. Estate planning is a worldwide, worldwide tool that you use. Okay. So in the United States, if you are 18 years old and you have the ability to make decisions because you are considered an adult, you need an estate plan. Every single person in the United States has an estate. It's called mm. an estate. So it doesn't matter if you are broke, if you only have debt, if you have no children, if you don't feel like you have enough assets, if you don't own a home, none of those things matter. Because when you pass away, someone is going to have to shut down your life. And mm. that means they go to court. They say, this person has died. These are their belongings. These are their debts. These are their taxes. Can't avoid death, death and taxes, right? <laughs> and so estate planning is the process of getting all that information together so that if somebody has to do that on your behalf, your executor or personal uh, representative is what we call it in the States, they have instructions. Mm -hmm. I want my stuff to go here, my children to be taken care of in this way, my health to be determined this way. Cause it only, yeah. it not only occurs in death, it, you do have decisions that are made in incapacitation as well. Well, and this is, this is like triggering me because for a while in my family, we brought this up to my father. He has land cause he's a farmer. And if he's listening to this right now, he's going to be chuckling and having coffee in the front <laughs> entryway, I'm sure. But he, he would always say to us, if anything ever happened to us, the key is in the fire safe. And I'm like, I'm like, are enough, you kidding Dad. me? You know, like land maps. Like I have no idea. No idea. No mm -hmm. idea. So what I'm hearing is estate planning is actually taking care of your loved ones mm -hmm. so that if something were to happen to you, um, it would give them the space to actually grieve and not have to deal with all 
the uncertainties that come if those affairs are not in order. Bingo. And remember, it's not just death. Mm-hmm. It's incapacitation too. So okay. if something happens to you and you're not dead, how do you want to be treated? Mm-hmm. So it's do you about want your, your dignity. mom fighting mm-hmm. with your dad, your sister mm-hmm. fighting with your husband because you left no instructions because that's what you see. And your yep. dad's example is such a good one. Here he is a land owning man. Okay. Mm-hmm who probably came up in a generation where they don't talk about their finances and share all that they're building. (laughs) He passes away. You Mm -hmm. have to hire a lawyer and you're like, mom, where is all this stuff? Mm -hmm. She might be like, dad handled it. I don't Mm -hmm. know. So what Mm -hmm. do you do? You wait till stuff is like coming in the mail. Oh, he must have an account. He's getting a bank statement from here. If you can Mm -hmm. get in your email, maybe he's getting emails. If there are bills that aren't paid, maybe you start getting past due notices. Instead of being able to grieve, it's a nightmare and you're paying somebody to help you figure it all out rather than have your parents sit down and give you all that data so that you can help. Right. Yeah. And know where everything is and what they want to do with it. Well, and I have, um, my hair is sticking up on end right now because I'm thinking, how do you do that when you don't even live in the same country as your family? Mm-hmm. Right. You have conversations. And I also know um, this is a lot of women who their husbands have the assignment abroad or wives Mm -hmm. or whatever relationship dynamic there is. And their partner passes away suddenly and they're locked out of the bank accounts and they're in Abu Dhabi. It's awful. It's awful. Can I just speak (sighs) to that? And what if you're listening and you live overseas, If you're someone who is domiciled in another country, which means like you have a home base, but you're living somewhere else because of your assignment, you are going to have to take into account that you need a lawyer where you're from Mm -hmm. and a lawyer wherever you go Mm -hmm. to do your estate planning. So if you move every three years, it's time to look at everything again. In that country, how does it work? Mm. How do I make sure that I'm on the bank accounts? How do I make sure that I'm the beneficiary Mm -hmm. You know, do you live in a Mm -hmm. place if your spouse or partner is the only name, do they recognize you as an unmarried person? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, you might be moving through the world thinking we have this agreement, but does that stand up for having a right to claim the body if something were to happen in that country? And as much as we hate talking about how horrific that would be, there are examples of people that you know who have been in situations where they have not had access to make healthcare decisions because they are not a person of record in the United States or privacy laws. So you aren't even able to access other people's records in that way. And so who's helping you? If your family is overseas, but you live in Abu Dhabi, I used to live in the United Arab Emirates in the 80s. I lived in Dubai. What are the rules in Abu Dhabi? Right. And what if you're a same-sex couple? And your marriage isn't legally recognized. Now you're putting yourself at risk if you're in a place that same-sex couples are not welcome. Or recognized, right? Yeah. Now you're fighting a battle or recognized, right? Oh, yeah. this is so hard. And legally. So, legally, exactly. There's a lot. And I have um, a very close friend who lost her husband and she thought everything was going to be easy peasy. And it was actually in one of the states that you operate from. And um, she said it wasn't a given that everything would naturally go. No to her and her son, like there was a lot of paperwork that was needed to go through. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like in the worst of times? Yes. And I am from Texas. We have community property laws, which means Mm. whatever you have before marriage and keep separate is yours. 
-hmm. that gets divided in a certain way. Whatever mm -hmm. you have in marriage is your and your spouse's. Mm -hmm. And that gets divided in a certain way, unless you mm -hmm. have a prenup or a postnup, right? A postnuptial right. agreement or prenuptial agreement. To complicate it all, if you do nothing, each and every state in the U.S. has a way to disseminate your property. Mm -hmm. They decide also if something happened to your kids and you don't have anything in place for them, yep. what's going to happen? I've it's seen not that a happen. given that your mom gets them. It's I've not. seen that happen. It is so hard. And, you know, we've seen how, how the state decides and you're like, what the state decides, not the family. That's incredible. They have to do something with everyone because everyone has an estate. And yeah. in order to sell property or to pay taxes, you have to figure out, okay, where, where's the next relative? Where's this going? Right. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. because so many people aren't likely to do it. Right. They'd have our, a scheme to, to disseminate your property and figure out what to do with you. So we've talked about, so the original idea I thought we were talking about with the state, like any money or bank accounts or property, but the, as I've learned more, I'm hearing decisions around your health, right? If something were to mm -hmm. happen, which I think right now is so on people's minds, right? Yeah. Guardianship absolutely. of your kids, I'm hearing, yes. and then a will. And I have to be really honest, this idea of a will one, you're just confronting your own mortality, right? But then mm -hmm. when you're you're young or you're mid-aged, you're like, oh, it's too soon for a will. It yeah. really feels too soon. And I know that it's not technically, but how do you support people with that process? It's not a ticket to death, okay? <laughs> Make getting a will, and I can say that because I do it every day and I have had hundreds and hundreds of clients. <laughs> And I, I, I haven't lost one, you know, I have lost clients in that before they became clients or signed on. And maybe it's because my practice is still young and that's definitely a road that I will walk later on, but mm -hmm. no one has died at the signing, you know, no one. It's and like so, I'm tempting karma or fate or something. No, you're not. You're preparing to not leave those who you love a mess. Mm -hmm. it's mm -hmm. actually a very selfless act to say if anything happens to me god forbid i want to live to the ripe old age of whatever right mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i right. want you to grieve me and remember me with fondness and not have bitterness that mm -hmm. you never got this paperwork done and now i have to leave my country and mm -hmm. go somewhere mm -hmm. else leave yep. my state and go figure out your stuff leave my job leave my mm -hmm. children and right. pay for attorneys Mm -hmm. And try and figure this out and be upset with you rather mm -hmm. than just grieve you. Right. And I can tell you, I do probate, which is the other side of estate plan. If you don't do it, if you don't hire an attorney before, you will hire an attorney afterwards, especially if your loved one has property that you might be inheriting. Mm. We do that side too. And right. I'll tell you, there is resentment there. Yeah. Okay. Totally. So if you can think past what it means for your mortality and all the ex existential crises mm -hmm. that you're having thinking, oh my gosh, who's going to get my computer? Nobody probably wants it by that time. It's probably up <laughs> Or who's going to get my home or my land, right? Mm -hmm. And why? Mm -hmm. And get through that with the help of an attorney who does that every day. Right. It's going to be great for whoever you're blessing with that, right? right? Or whoever you're making a decision for. So they're not like, do we pull the plug? Right. No, I want somebody else to figure that out for you. It's no, too it's much. horrible. It's a horrible situation yeah. to be in where you feel like you have to have a say in something. Yeah. So one of the things that's happening for me is like, well, if I, I know I should do this, 
but I'm like, oh, it's going to take a long time. I, there's like this overwhelm of, I already have a lot going on, you know, especially globally yeah. mobile people, you know, that you've lived abroad for many, many, many years. You're there's always a lot to do. So what is, mm -hmm. give us big picture. Like how much time does it take? What does it yes. really mean to do this work? If you're the one doing it? Um, for it depends, right? As every lawyer loves to say, it depends <laughs> on your situation. For example, I'm in Texas and our signings are in person. So if you know we're coming to X state in December and we got to get this done while we're stateside, mm -hmm. you should be contacting a lawyer a few months before you come, getting your paperwork in order. There are some states where you can do it and sign it um, via Zoom or online, right? So mm -hmm, that might not mm -hmm. even be an issue. I will say before you even figure out how, oh, I can't, I can't. When you have a toothache and you go to the dentist, you don't ask them, now what's the brand of the drill you're using and what type of filling, uh, what's the composition of the filling? It's like a ceramic or are we talking gold? That's the, the job of the dentist. You could say I'm mm -hmm. allergic to this and I don't want that, but you figure it out. That's your mm -hmm. job. And that's right. the same thing you have to think of. I will not microblade my, microblade my own brow. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't know what they use. I don't know what the ink is, but I do know if I want that done, I go to someone who does that mm -hmm. and someone that I can trust because I can see whether it's their reviews or if they work with people that live abroad and they indicate that or whatever it is that is aligned with my values, go interview people, get on consultations and talk about it. Don't make it that thing on your to-do list that you're like, it's insurmountable. Look, mm -hmm, if you mm -hmm. can pack up and live overseas oh. and move from country to country, build a new <laughs> community, like start like your own, you know, whatever, mm -hmm. while you're there, knowing good and well, you're going to have to do that again. And your family, and you can do hard things. You can do an estate plan. It's not rocket <laughs> science. I just don't understand that. That's totally what I did. I was like, no, I did it. I did it on our call right now. I was like, yeah. shut down. I'm like, there's so much paperwork, but you're right. Like get started. I always tell people too, when I work with someone, I'm like, can you just boss me around? You know, like if I were to do this with you, I'd be like, just tell me what to do and I'll go do it. But I need someone. I think that's what it is. You need someone yeah. to lead the process to say, bring me these documents. Go by that time. Get me that document. Yes. And that's what we do. Fair point. Fair point. <laughs> so I, there's so much, and this is the thing, people who are listening, you've got to go check out Ify's website because it's, I've, I've never laughed and teared up by reading an estate planning website. Like you, I love it. <laughs> there's just so much about you that comes through and what you believe in. I know you have a bigger vision and I also know that you're writing a book. Tell mm -hmm. us a little bit more about your bigger vision and your book that's coming out. My bigger vision is to normalize estate planning in the United States. And it sounds so ridiculous to say that because 70% of Americans don't have any kind of will, much less other components of an estate plan, which, you know, to protect themselves, their, their children, their assets, a trust. We didn't even get into trust no. and all these things. And so I would love to normalize that because I see that it has not been historically available and there are reasons that you think it's not for you. If you go back a thousand years to old English law and you look at the beginning of the estate planning process, it was for land owning Englishmen, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then you move it. If we go to the United States, you know, the sorts of people who had access were landowners, 
They had property mm-hmm. passed on enslaved people, cattle. Mm-hmm. You see mm-hmm. all the records. It's all there. Right. That was right. estate planning. Trust. They put them in trusts in the same trust companies that are still around today, inviting me for, you know, speaking engagements and stuff. And then women. In this country, we don't have an equal rights amendment in America. Women were considered property that Mm -hmm. you pass from your father to her husband Mm -hmm. under coverture, which is still going on. And so when you think, here I am, this educated woman, you have advanced degrees, you've gone to a lot of school, probably speak a couple, if not more languages, can run a, a business, a household, raise children. And when it comes to estate planning, you're like, why don't I know anything? Right. That's why. It's because it was never designed for you. Right. And so that's the message I want to get out there is that it is for you. I'm writing a book to this point. Um, It should be coming out in either the end of 2022 or the beginning of 2023. I'm signing with a major publisher in the, actually, it's a major international publisher. Yes. And we want to normalize it so that you can pass on not only your assets, but make decisions for yourself without thinking that such a powerful tool for wealth accumulation and transfer, right. As well as preserving your voice, especially for women. Right. It is, it's something you don't ignore. It should be a norm. Your children should make this something that they do and it should be a norm in their lives rather than, Mm -hmm. Oh, if I do it, I'm I'm afraid that, you know, whatever, it should just be a norm for us, honestly, because it's the rest of it. It's a nightmare. Mm -hmm. Right. And it shouldn't be a secret. It's not right? a secret, a secret yeah. like a taboo. And what I also feel like I, I just have chills coming on my arm again. It's like that idea of intergenerational wealth for families who've been excluded from wealth yes. for centuries, Historically. right? Mm-hmm. It is so important. And anybody who is listening, who has a social justice heart, it's enough of a reason, right? And it's a social justice issue. It is sure. a social justice issue, right? Mm-hmm. And it's a way to rectify some of the imbalances and no one's going to rectify it for you. Right. So this is a way for, for you to step into your power and, and do something for yourself and your family. That is why you got me tearing up again. That is why I was tearing up when I was reading your website and I was giggling because you're funny. So (laughs) thank you so much for doing what you're doing. You've, you've completely smashed my paradigm and I know everybody was listening on what estate planning is. I didn't know that everybody had one. There's so many more layers. I know you've been very good at being basic with us, that there's much more uh, to know. Thank you for that contribution that you're doing for people. You're so welcome. I'm so glad to share it. And I encourage your listeners to do something. Don't just absorb it and put it on your list. Go book a a consultation. Yeah, it's great. At least do that. If people want to get a hold of you specifically mm-hmm. um, or want to just be on some sort of list so they can find out when your book goes live, um, what's yeah. the best way for them to stay in contact? If you're on social media, um, I'm pretty active on Instagram at Ify Ibekwe, E-S-Q, and I'm sure you'll have this all in your mm-hmm. show notes. And mm-hmm. then you can go to ifyibekwe.com, which is my personal website where I, I will be creating a list Sunday. I mean, I got your emails. I'm like, look at all these people. They're so together, you know, <laughs> sending out information every week. Um, and then I also um, invite you, if you are in Texas or in Arkansas, you can get on my website. It's ibekwelaw.com and book a consultation. Let's talk about what you own here. 
um, and how to protect it and yourself and your family and your loved ones and pass it on the way you want to. That's amazing. And I'll make sure that when your book goes live, that we'll celebrate its publication Yay. and we'll tell everybody about it. Thank awesome. you so much for everything today. It's been amazing. Any sort of last words of wisdom that you'd like to share with the listeners before we close today? Yes. Estate planning is for everyone. It is a social justice issue. And anytime you feel that resistance and feel like it's just something you're going to get to, remember this, that the problem with estate planning is that we all think that we will have more time. Mm-hmm. And that is not always the case. So just put it to the top of your list and get it done sooner rather than later. Wonderful. Thank you. So there you have it. I hope that now you've listened to this episode, other images will come to mind next time you hear the word estate planning. In fact, I hope that the very word comes out of your own mouth and that you're ready to take the next steps to ensure that you have your bases covered, not just for you, but for those that you love. We are dealing with so much uncertainty. Isn't it kind of refreshing that there are some things we can plan for? Thank you for joining me in this three-part series on tough questions expats love to avoid. I would love to hear from you and have you send in your tough questions that you'd like answers to. We'll do our best to find resources for you and share those along with guest experts in the coming episode. So check out the show notes for a link to share your questions. You've been listening to Expat Happy Hour. This is Sunday Shander Bean. Thank you for listening. I'll leave you with the words of Alan Lakin. Planning is bringing the future into the present so that you can do something about it now. Ha, ha, ha.